Awesome. Well, we have such a great opportunity, a special treat for you guys today. Um, like I said, today is the fifth anniversary of Joy Church. Very exciting. And so we actually have Pastor Steve and Pastor Kim from Joy Church Medford here today, which is very cool. That is our sending church here, the the. the Mother Church, is that what you would call it? Um, but anyways, they're here today. We're going to do a really fun interview with them. So, you know, put on your listening ears. It's going to be a really great time. All right. Yeah, give them a round of applause. So good to uh, be here with mom and dad. And they're, they're not just mom and dad for, for me uh, in the natural, but they're also mom and dad uh, spiritually for all of us. You know, as the, as the apostles, the, the founders, the senders, and, and mom and dad in the house. So it's awesome to have them here. We had a great time in first service. It was, we laughed, we cried, we cheered, we danced. All, it, was, it was all in the first five minutes. And then the rest of it was really good too. <laughs> yeah, we hurled. <laughs> so uh, at some point, I think we need to hear the cross-eyed javelin thrower joke just at some point today. So how many of you appreciate my dad jokes and, and humor? This is where it all comes from right here. The origin point, the genesis point. Man, five years as a church. That's awesome. Yes. So five years ago, about 20 of us were in our living room on Colony Oak Street up in the South Hills of Eugene. And the Homeowners Association was, was absolutely mortified at the amount of cars that were there. Uh, but uh, 20 people meeting in the, in the living room up there in that, in that house, uh, starting Joy Church on a Sunday night. And uh, it was pretty awesome. We had the, the old metal chairs that we got from Joy Medford. We just went down there in the middle of the night and took them one night. And uh, I've been looking for them. Do you want to go ahead and just hold it down, the power button on that? There you go. Tasting one, two. I've been looking for those chairs for years. <laughs> So uh, that was the start. And then look, look where we are now, that God has just brought us together as a, as a family and as a tribe, you know, uh, just adding. The faces were beautiful that night, 20 faces, and now hundreds and hundreds of beautiful faces. Come on, that's you. Receive it. And uh, Bethany and I will just say we are so appreciative of each and every one of you. This is an awesome, incredible church. We love you guys. It's a true privilege and honor to get to serve as pastors. And uh, man, you guys make it so easy. Most of you. <laughs> you know who you are if you're the opposite, but uh, I'm just kidding. No, we're just, it's such a, it's such a, a, a beautiful thing to get to, to do life together and serve together and love Jesus together and worship together. So we're excited and we have cupcakes today because it's our birthday Woo! party. Come on. Everybody's invited to the birthday party and you can cry if you want to. Uh, so we're going to, um, we're going to jump in. What we're doing today is we have mom and dad here and we've prepared some questions. So we're doing like our Good Morning America style uh, here. I've always wanted to be Hoda or uh, Kathy Lee. You know, it was, I think I fit the part well, don't you? No, I, think, I think I'm more like Al Roker. Isn't he the other guy? Hey, is that the weatherman? He's the weatherman. Yeah, I could do that. Basically, you just have to guess, right? Is that all there is to it? So we've got mom and dad here, and we're going to jump in and ask some questions. They're going to impart some wisdom and knowledge for us today. So without further ado. Awesome. Okay. Um, what do you wish you had focused on when Joy Medford was five years old? Yeah. Well, 
Before we go there, I need to tell you a joke. <laughs> My dad was a notable yard sailor, and uh, he lo loved to go yard sailing. And we'd be driving down the street, Stephen, stop! And we'd pull over, and, and I hated it. And now I appreciate <laughs> all the stuff you can acquire for a quarter. Dad was the kind, if, if there was a brand new Mercedes and they were selling it for 75 cents, perfect condition, he'd still see if they'd take a quarter. <laughs> well, you know, there was this, uh, this guy was, had a couple of dogs that he was trying to sell on a, on a street corner. And, uh, and so uh, people came by and, and one guy noticed that a, another guy came by and he had one dog and it said $20. And so the, the, uh, the guy holding the yard sale said, show him. And next thing, that dog's talking away. $20 for a talking dog. And the guy said, would you take five? And he said, sure. And so he hands him five, and he walks off with the dog. And the next guy up is mad. I would have given thousands for that talking dog. Why did you sell it for five? He said, oh, skip that dog. He can't even talk. This one here is a ventriloquist. <laughs> Do you remember the question? At my age, now I have to <laughs> go back over the question. But I was, you know, we were talking about uh, the five years ago. Jeff, remember, uh, we were down in uh, the, the, the garage of Jake's house, and you were painting something. And uh, the Lord had spoken to you that there was a, a building miracle up ahead. And I think we thought it was like a year. Took a little longer, but you know, we're here. It's really cool. How many of you know the word of the Lord does come to pass? And, uh, and so we, we, we do our best to try to know the timing. And then we find out that usually with God, uh, there's a delay and then it gets really good yeah. and awesome. So anyway, that was just, I think about that frequently, Jeff, just how awesome that was. So. Um, what, what I have focused on in my fifth year at Joy, what we did focus on was we wanted to have good church structure, good church government. Uh, we wanted uh, the people to be into praise and worship and inviting the presence of God in the church. But the thing that, that looking back now that I, I think that could have been an additional thing to um, urge and uh, push would be uh, stronger devotion life and personal prayer. You know, we're in times where it's really kind of crazy. Uh, just interesting things, just challenges in the area of uh, new scientific claims, you know. It used to be easy to know what you had in a baby. You looked inside their diaper and said, boy or girl, and now there's 63 other designations. And, and, and so for those of us that um, have lived through generations and, and uh, decades, it, it's, it's strange and unusual. And, and people's hearts in the last days said, will fail for fear. And, and so we need to have stability. Uh, we need to have stability in the house of the Lord. Yeah. So Jake and Bethany, I really commend you guys on your labor. Uh, thank you for staying in the city of Eugene uh, those years ago and really hearing the voice of the Lord. And uh, wow, I'm so glad. Even though I would have liked to have them move back into the Rogue Valley down in the south 
And, uh, you know, there's 18 others of us that lived in that area, and we really could have used their help. <laughs> but um, how many of you are glad that, they, that, that God sent them as a gift to this community? And so we believe in, in come to church every time you can. Join a joy group. Yeah. There's just transformation happens at joy groups. Yeah. Here you get the word, there you get the sandpaper. Those people that bug you at your, at your joy group, they are actually helping take off that dead skin, exfoliating you. Yeah. Now you have a new vision for it. Anyway, <laughs> it's good stuff. We need, we need the house of the Lord. I'm convinced of the beauty and the power of the house of the Lord. But on the other hand, you need to become the house of the Lord privately. You are that habitation of the Holy Spirit. And we, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. Just spend your day talking to the Lord. You know, obviously, at work, you can't be talking to the Lord or they'll put you up in a, in a, a containment place with a, with a straitjacket. But... You, you know, we, we, we stay in an attitude of prayer and then also, you know, digest the word of God. Uh, Psalm 119, verses 89, your word, O Lord, is forever settled in the heavens. And so we see that prayer, uh, we see prayer evidence clear up in the book of Revelation and we see that the word is eternal. Well, on those foundations, I, I believe that every elder, every leader here at, at Joy Church would, would encourage you, feel free to rampage through the Bible. Yeah. Read it, memorize it, study it, ingest it. Get your personal stability so that as the world shakes around us, and right now, I, I will finish this by, by one, but... Um, <clears throat> this is only the first question. Huh? I know. My wife is the helper too suitable. Okay. And uh, now is a great time to harvest Lane County. Yeah. yeah. Amen. People, people, they know that the systems are broken. They know that the government's broken. They know that science is broken. They know that all of the gods of the American peoples are being crashed. And now it's time for the King of Kings and yeah. the Lord of Lords to yeah. be proclaimed. Yeah. Okay. That was good. He's, a, he's just a paragon of just keeping himself limited in his time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Do you want to answer that same question or do you want me to ask you no, the you next one? No, you can ask one? me the next one. Okay, because the next question is, is similar, but you guys are in year 40 of pastoring, uh, and then that's on top of 10 plus years of ministering in youth ministry and other things. So 40 years as, as pastors. Uh, yeah, pretty awesome. It really got easier for them in 1984 when I came on the scene. It was That's like right. it was like one of those moments when the clouds part and the light shines. I mean, I remember very well that day. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, I remember that day too. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it was just that way. It really was. Yeah, it was exactly how it happened. What What does a 40 year old church tell a five year old church? We were We were talking about this, and I thought about it, and I would tell you, you know, you're a family. You're a five-year-old family, you're gonna keep growing. And one thing about family is families have times where you don't always get along, right? And uh, you know, right now everything might be peaches and, and uh, cream and all those beautiful things. But my encouragement to you as a, a longer-term church is really love each other. You know, Ephesians 5.32 says, uh, 
love one another, be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, and just talks about walking in the love of God. And then there's a wonderful passage in Matthew 18 that talks about how to process offenses. Let me just give you a great promise. Offenses will come, difficulties will come, but there's a beauty in long-term relationships that when you press through, you love each other, you, you process things that are difficult, and instead of breaking, you get stronger through that, what happens? Man, great things happen. It builds and builds and builds. And so that's really my encouragement to you uh, from, from, a, from your uh, spiritual parents into your, your church is let those long-term relationships grow. You guys have a beautiful presence of God. There's great love and harmony. Uh, we've been in both services. We've visited lots of times. Man, maintain that. Fight in a, in a godly way for peace. Fight for unity and let, just let the presence of God just keep drawing you together. So that's mine. Okay, how many of you guys in the room are 29 years old and younger? 29 years old and younger. I lied first service and raised my hand. I won't this time. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so we thought this would be really fun. We're going to ask for what their best advice in one minute for 29 years and younger. So if you're that age, pay attention. What is your, if you had one minute and you do, to what would you say? One minute. What would you say to the 29-year-old and younger people? I, I feel like I'm being controlled. Uh, I was a soccer coach for a number of years, and so Natalie was on a team, and they weren't really coaching. So I'd show up at the game, and I would yell out coaching instructions. And, so, and I was the only parent doing that. They put out a position paper, and they said, we'd really like all of the parents to be quiet on the sidelines. <laughs> Natalie hands me the paper and said, Dad, there's a note for you. <laughs> so Bethany's giving me the one-minute note. And, uh, 45 seconds in. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's the shepherd's staff to pull you in, you know. Uh, for younger people, your sins are different through decades of your life. Uh, sins of passion. You generally don't see geriatrics fist fighting at Safeway parking lot, you know? You generally, you know, well, there are some things that, that older people do that are really crazy. But uh, sins of passion are, are associated with young. David, uh, King David said uh, in Psalm 25, 7, remember not the sins of my youth. So for younger people, surrender your appetites to the Lord. Be careful of lust-driven, impulsive decisions. Lust can include sexual lust, and of course, we do a lot of management in that because that's such a big emphasis in the world. But there's also lust for power, lust for money, lust to satisfy your ego, uh, and, 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 and the Lord wants us to find all of our uh, joys and those wells of fulfillment in Him. And, 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 and he'll take care of getting you matched with the right individual if you desire to be married, et cetera, et cetera. So that's my counsel is surrender your appetites to the Lord. That's good. And just kind of building on that, as you do that, then the opposite, you know, you're taking off those things 
kind of taking your jet pack off, really, really have that heart. There's a phrase that Stephen Covey uses that says, begin with the end in mind. Really get a vision for your life and make sure that you're not kind of building randomly, but that you're building with a sense of purpose. You have that, you have a vision before you, that's where I want to get. And when you do that, that really helps you with the part that Steve talked about. Because when you have a vision that's bigger inside of you than all those passion crazy things going on, it's really easy to say yes to the things of God. And so that's, that's my encouragement. It's really good. Awesome. Good advice. I, I remember uh, growing up in the Schmelzer household and there was slogans. We had a lot of slogans and we still use them. And, you know, one of the things that my, my mom would say to me uh, when I wanted to get away with something or do something, not necessarily bad, but just off of what was kind of on track for us was, well, others may, but you may not. And I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> you know? And then we also would say, pay now, play later, play now, pay later. Because there was a lot of moments where it was like, hey, it's music lesson time, it's school time, it's mom and dad are at church talking to the crazy people for three hours after church time, <laughs> and we want to go to La Barita and get food after church, but, you know, <laughs> lots of those times. And uh, just, just that thought for those under, under 30 is it's a great time in life to really pay the price so you can play later. Yeah. Last week, Bethany and I had an opportunity to preach at Joy Medford on the topic of covenant marriage. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was really great to go through that and, um, and just reflect on the fact that people in our culture have a casual view of marriage and yeah. casual approach to things. And it's kind of like play now, pay later. Uh, and, and really when you will reverse that and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surrender my will, surrender my appetites. Yeah. I'm going to dig in. I'm going to be disciplined in my youth. It builds this beautiful foundation and you really get to enjoy what comes later, the fruit of, of that. Uh, Bethany and I, it's our 14th wedding anniversary Woo! this week. Yeah. And uh, we, we were down in Ashland. We spent a couple days and stayed at our favorite hotel down there. And um, we were just loving each other and just loving our time. And my parents had our kids, so we were really loving our time. <laughs> and uh, we were laughing because we, we, I think we were going to have our big anniversary dinner. But what we ended up doing was getting takeout Indian food and watching Netflix on the iPad in our hotel room. And it was awesome. And we were laughing because we so, we've, we're very different and we had a lot of kind of conflict and contention in our early years of marriage. But getting through that, that time into this, it's really fun. Yeah. And I think that that word of, hey, pay the price now, like build your life on Jesus, get those disciplines, build your relationships. Yeah. And then you're going to, it gets a lot, of, it becomes more fun when you yeah. pay the price up front. Yeah. So that's my unsolicited advice that I wasn't asked about. That's good. Jake, what do you think about if you had one minute, what would you say? <laughs> All right, question, next question. Same advice, if you had one minute, or same question, if you had one minute, what would you say to the 49 and younger, the 49ers and younger yeah. generation? Well, there are three basic phases, they say, in life. There's, there's the uh, learning years. And from birth to up through your university or your trade. So you have the learning years, then you have the earning years, and then you have the yearning years. And that's where I'm at. I yearn to go back in time, but it's not happening. Anyway, but Galatians chapter 6 says, Weary not in doing good, for in due season you will reap. Uh, when I think of the times that... Um, <laughs> We were really up against a wall in, in uh, so many areas, finances and the church. And uh, many people would resign uh, their church when they were discouraged. And we, we always felt that you don't resign when you're 
discouraged. And when you're not <laughs> discouraged, why would you resign? So <laughs> yeah. we just have stuck it out. And then you began to see uh, the things that the Lord had always intended happen. They wouldn't happen if, if, if you quit. And so for those of you that are raising up businesses, raising your kids, some of you that are uh, 49 and younger are actually having to raise your grandchildren because maybe you have a child that's on drugs. And when you're tempted to quit, don't, because you're going to reap in due season if you don't faint. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. And I think just along with that, I would just encourage you in that season, you're so busy that sometimes in the busyness, you, you lose that kind of sense of vision and purpose. And I would just say, don't quit dreaming in that in that season. Keep that vision in front of you that God put in your heart and the ones he adds. And, and that vision actually helps you not quit. When you keep that, when you keep dreaming and you keep... Uh, you know, just looking at what God has for you. You're, you're walking by faith. You're cultivating that. And, um, you know, we, we, we named our church Joy for a reason. You guys are Joy Church. The, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah. And I think you have to keep in those busy times, you know, raising kids and uh, bu- building businesses and getting weary. You're tired a lot. And joy, the joy of the Lord is going to take you through. And so I just encourage you, cultivate that. Cultivate that joy in that season. That's great. How many of you guys, you can out yourself if you like, you don't have to, but are 50 and older. All right. Okay. Uh, So same, same question. One minute, best advice for the 50 and older. I was just looking at how pretty Mark Harpam is. (laughs) You are so sexy. I just love you. Hey, I think we're out of time. Uh, It's been nice to be with you guys. Please edit. This is live stream. Yeah, this, is the li- this is the live stream service. You should have heard what he said on the first service live stream. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I always get in trouble every service. Uh, anyway, uh, grandchildren are God's thank you for not murdering your children. Uh, so, so for all of you that are 50 and older and grandparents, you know, isn't it fun? having grandkids. It's just so much fun until they tear your house down and then you have a rebuilding project. So, yeah. So 50 and older, realize that you're still valuable. Um, I believe it's probably true up here in in, in, uh, Lane County as it is in other places that I've been. Many people that are trying to retire can't. Their corporations are saying, please, We'll pay you what we used to pay you for 40 hours for 10 hours of consultation. Please stay on. We need help. We need to train the people that didn't have that old school training. How many of you are in that situation where your corporation won't let you withdraw or your job or whatever? Anybody here? Oh, this is the non-working service. Okay. But there's one. Yeah. Okay. But that, that happens. And, and in the house of the Lord, I find that many people that are 50 and older, they, they kind of go on to a retirement mode. Yeah. Well, we'll leave, leave all the worship and we'll leave all the preaching and we'll leave all the small group stuff for the young people. And I will tell you this. Um, I know that my value is still soaring because I talk to young guys. And, and, and one of the number one things that, 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 that young people want are moms and dads. If you know how to bake, sister, and maybe, and, and, and ladies found corporations, so I'm not putting everybody in the kitchen, although it is good if you can cook, especially if I come over. But 
you know, being a mom, there are girls that, that just are, their mother was just absent from their life. And so if you can, can reach out and love them, and for guys, you, you, you know how to do simple uh, things on your car, like change the oil or check the oil. I, I have a group of young guys living in my house, and I have to tell them, you know, that oral life, that, oil, that, that, that thing isn't just to tell you that you're going to get the, the oil of the Holy Ghost. It's going to tell you that yeah. you're going to buy a new car. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so anyway, you guys get it? Got it? Good. Let's go. Oh. Yeah, that's so good. And just quickly kind of going along with that, part of what helps you not go into that retirement mentality and quit. Sometimes we have a lot of regret when you get older or you have a lot of maybe just, you know, baggage that you've kind of built up. And I would just encourage you, you know, walk in forgiveness. If you need someone to help you process, process it. But when you get older, you know, have that reset button where you look and realize, man, God has so much ahead for in my life. And so walk in that, in that space of just forgiveness and joy and, uh, and not with regret. It's awesome. Good stuff. I think one of the, my favorite things about Joy Church, and so this is your time to pat yourself on the back, you know, is when you look around here, you know, and it's both services, first and second, we've got little babies just born in the nursery, and we've got silver-haired, beautiful saints yeah. that have been loving God for a long time, or people coming to church for the first time at 60, 70, but this is not a, just a church for the young or a church for the old. It's not we're not at war with generations. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I shared that we should never curse what God wants to bless, right? right? And so we don't curse the baby boomer generation. We don't curse millennials. We don't curse Generation Z. We want them to stop eating Tide Pods, but we don't curse them. <laughs> you know, we, we, we are for every generation. And, and I love the, the heart of when, when you cross 50, when you cross 60, when you cross 70, you don't retire. No. Martin Luther said, I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> you know, basically... He was an old guy, I think, sick and all kinds of things, still preaching and doing what he was called yeah. to do. And uh, there's no retirement in the kingdom of God. No. You might retire from the corporation, but you don't retire from the ministry. There's always somebody to serve, always somebody to love, always more to do. And your value actually does increase yeah. as you have that experience to be able to pour into others and, and lead. It's awesome. So, man, love every generation here. That was really good. All right, next question. What do you wish you had spent less time worrying about? Well, my LOL answer is everything. I, I came from classic worriers. If we didn't have enough to worry at our household, we'd talk to the neighbors so we could worry for them too. <laughs> we had extended fasting and prayer. I'll condense it. But um, I spent a lot of time fasting and praying looking up to the election, and, uh, and then uh, we went another 21 days of fasting and prayer in January. And, uh, and uh, so you don't know what God is going to do when you seek him very fervently. For me, one day, I'm kind of like in prayer, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Steve, you're afraid of everything. You're afraid, afraid of people. You're afraid of loss of money. You're afraid of of losing control seemingly, politically, uh, culturally. And uh, so the Lord was just saying, you're afraid of everything. And he'd been talking to me through Jake's children and through uh, Natalie's children, my, our grandchildren, watching them that they, well, they come over and they'll eat everything in one day and expect, you know, Costco's five miles away, Grandma, go get more, you know. So little kids don't fear. 
They don't fear your lack of money. They assume you have a bunch because you still have a credit card. And, uh, and, and, and so the Lord had been speaking to me. He said, look at the little children. They don't fear. They play. They dance. They rejoice. And yet you're, you're, you're worried about everything. And so I said, well, Lord, and, and during that fast, that's what broke. I, I, I didn't get everything I wanted and every candidate I voted for, every uh, position didn't happen. But one thing that I've learned that if I can spend the rest of my life helping others get free of fear and worry. See, we're in the hands of the Lord. We have always been in the hands of the Lord. And, and, and you can be a little child and just say, you know what? Today we party. I'm in Eugene today. We're gonna, I'm going to party here. And, and I'm going to party tomorrow. And, 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 and I really thank God that that's what I won't worry about. Yeah. That's great. Um, if you could go back to the day you were saved and relive that time until now, what would you spend more time on as a follower of Jesus? I think I thought about this, and I said this in the first service. I, I became a Christian when I was just a little girl. I was about four years old, and I uh, really fell in love with Jesus. And so I have really enjoyed my journey with God. There's been ups and downs and highs and lows. But I, when I thought about what, it, what it, I really don't have regrets. I think what I, if I were something I would do different, it would be just to um, reflect, maybe slow down and reflect on just the, the joy of knowing Jesus. And, and like Steve said, really give up worry. Um, I think I would forgive faster. Um, I think I would, um, you know, just because I want to keep that relationship with God open and fresh and clean. And it is such a beautiful thing. And I just encourage you, so many of you know Jesus, man, there is nothing greater on earth. You know, we sang about that today, that um, he's our treasure, he's our life. And I, I think um, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't do anything different. I would find Jesus early, as early as I could, and then keep, keep loving him with all my heart. So that's awesome. Okay. More time in prayer and meditation, focusing on the fruit of the Spirit. That was awesome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That really ministered to me. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, last question, and we'll, we'll, we'll beat uh, all the other churches to the best restaurants in Jesus' name. Come on. You know, a little competition between churches. We don't want to compete on anything uh, real serious, but as far as getting first in line, I feel like that's our God-given right, right? As the, no, I'm just teasing. Uh, prophetically, what does God want to give Joy Eugene on its first her fifth birthday. I'll get my words together. Prophetically, what does God want to give Joy Eugene on her fifth birthday? Well, the first thing is he wants to say thank you. Thank you for congregating together. Thank you for loving him. Thank you for allowing the Holy Spirit to indwell you and, uh, and all that good stuff. But looking forward to the future, I believe the Lord really spoke to, to myself and then Kim confirmed that she was getting the same guidance. Uh, that there's the picture of, of the prophet standing with a king and he's looking out towards Syria and he said, shoot an arrow. And he shot an arrow and then he said, now take arrows and strike the ground. And the guy kind of casually struck the ground three times. And he told him, you should have, you should have struck it, you know, basically vigorously and frequently. And then you would have utterly destroyed Syria. But as it is, you'll have three victories. 
and th they did have three significant victories, but they didn't, they didn't devastate their enemy because of not keeping their eyes on the vision and the prize. I really believe that uh, there's such an open opportunity for all of us to have fun and change the world right from Eugene. I believe that, that just looking at the number of leaders that have been gathered together in this house, it's filled with a lot of leaders, a lot of, of people that really love Jesus or seasoned. It's filled with vigorous people coming in and, and giving their life to Jesus and, and just going hog ape wild with Jesus. Yeah. Your, your problem will not be the devil. It won't be the new agers in your county. It won't be unbelief of outsiders. Your stumbling block that will be before you will be if you get content in, in, in a smaller inheritance. The Lord sets before you an open door, but, but that open door is not automatic. The kingdom of God, the Bible said, it permits violence. And if you look at the kingdom of God, every generation has faced violence against the kingdom of God. It's always resisted. Kingdom of God is always resisted. Now that was the good news. The bad news is, is it's resisted with your own body. The flesh nature resists the kingdom of God. So to stay hyper and focused, you've got to wake up every day, drink your coffee or your tea or whatever you have, and, and, and hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, get the vision of God, and then keep working at it, keep chipping the rock. And I will tell you something that, that I, I, right now, guys, I'm 66 years old and, uh, and, 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 and what I'm called to do is to stay in Medford and send out churches, but I, I'm just faunching at the bit to go to Salem and pioneer another church. Yeah. And I see Joy Church Salem, I see Joy Church Albany, I see Joy Church Hillsboro. I see Joy Church's Jamie down in La Paz. She's got three campuses. She, she buries her husband, and, and all of a sudden, she just went crazy. She's a dreamer, and she speaks things, and things are happening. I, I see us having so much fun, and I'm, I'm challenging you, Eugene. I'm challenging you guys. You're creative. The hand of God is on this community. The hand of God is on you. And so the only thing will not be the devil. It will be you if you don't go and take the land that God has for you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just, uh, I just add to that. You know, we didn't, we, we went through the other questions, but when it came to the prophetic, we both just said, we're just going to pray and wait till we come into the service. And the verse that God gave me, and I didn't even tell Steve, was just that verse that says, behold, I set before you an open door that no man can shut. And I, I really bear witness with that. And just encouraging you, there's a, there's an open heaven, there's a favor on you. And so really tap into that. You know, Jake mentioned in the, the first service, every time you get up and do your devotions, every time you come to church, every time you go to your connect group, when you don't feel like it, but you press through because it's what God wants you to do, you're sowing seed and you're keeping those heavens open and you're, you're banging those arrows and you're, you're watching what God's gonna do. And you're gonna see miracle after miracle. And so my encouragement to you, man,
get the limits, get the limitations off, get the limiters off, and just begin to dream and let God put those things in your heart, the dreams that God's put on Pastor Jake and Bethany's heart and the team here that you can get behind with your giving and with your time and your energy, and you're going to see the, the, the hand of God just move powerfully. We're really excited. It's awesome. Amen. Come on, let's give a shout. And if you're watching online or watching on replay, you can shout right there. Maybe you're watching on a bus and people think you're crazy because you're shouting. Man, it's so exciting. You know, you can see Pastor Stephen Kim. They've been pastoring for 40 years. Uh, their passion is undimmed and undiluted to see the kingdom of God established, right? His kingdom come, his will be done. How many of you go, I want some fresh passion today, fresh vision just to believe God and Every time we, we show up at church, every time we show up at group, every time we talk to a coworker, that we, we serve someone, love someone, we're striking those arrows. You ever played that game, uh, Don't Crack the Ice? You remember that? Anybody ever play that? So it's like this little grid of all this uh, kind of fake plastic ice and you kind of tap it with a little hammer and one person kind of hits it and it all comes down. Well, that's actually how it works spiritually. And many times when you're tapping you know, on something, you're, you're not realizing uh, that you're actually breaking through, but you are. And what, which one was the one that cracked the ice? Well, it was every single strike, but you don't see it until that breakthrough moment. A couple weeks ago, we had our first service in here, and Bethany and I were on our way home, and we were, we were driving home, and, and both of us just were talking about the service, and we said, that felt like breakthrough. We could hear this massive cracking and it wasn't because there were 700 people here. It wasn't because the, you know, it wasn't because we even had this big room. It was a spiritual uh, awakening, awareness. We realized we've been putting a lot in as a church, really continuing to go tink, tink, tink on that wall. And we could hear that crack. And what Pastor Steve and Kim are sharing, and I just really bear witness with this, is that we are on the precipice of a breakthrough and we want to continue to strike those arrows. I, it, it actually sickens me to think of ever arriving in heaven and the Lord saying, well, hey, you did good, but there was so much more, you know, that, that you, you missed out on. If you study the, the Old Testament and the scriptures, the nation of Israel was actually given an immense territory geographically that they were intended to inherit. And they never, ever even sniffed the borders of what God had for them. You will never exhaust the prophetic potential of your life but you can get exhausted and miss out on so much of it. Many times we think, oh, I'm too limited. I'm too uh, old. I'm too this or that. I'm too poor. I'm too uh, unable to speak. I'm too whatever to do what God has called me to do. And it's actually the exact opposite. You will never max out what he has for you. You can run as hard and as fast as possible and you'll never hit the end of it. But man, I, I don't want us to look back in five more years and go, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Oh, that we had taken this prophetic word and been serious about it because God wants to do so many incredible things. He is doing so many incredible things. Do not discount yourself and your contribution. Right. That's good. Every time you That's say, good. I'm gonna take a step forward in faith. I'm gonna speak to someone. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna get into the presence of God. I'm gonna show up on a Sunday and not be a uh, thermostat, but I'm gonna be a thermometer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help set the atmosphere Ooh. and the spiritual climate, not just respond to it. That's striking those arrows, and God's going to do great things. One last thing, and I'll shut up for only one week, and then I'll be back next week. I'll be talking a lot this week too, but not with a microphone. When Bethany and I were coming to Eugene, people would say to us, that's a very dark place. Oh, it's only 4% church. Oh, churches go to die there. Oh, it's not, you know, it's da, 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 da. And we, both of us, felt in our spirit, that's awesome. 
we've got them surrounded. Because when there's a lot of darkness, a little bit of light goes a long way. Yeah. You know, and, and we believe we didn't want to go to a, a place where there's a bunch of people who are fake Christians. There's a lot of places in the United States you go, you talk to everybody's a Christian. Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. My grandma went to church. Man, they're not a Christian, but they think they are. And you have to do all this pre-work. Here in Eugene, people will openly tell you that they're not. That's right. <laughs> which is awesome. So you can be like, sweet, let's talk about the, the terms of battle that we need to engage here, right? And, and there's actually an opportunity for, for the proclamation of the gospel. The other thing that I believe about this community, Lane County, Eugene, Springfield, is that this is a place where if this the kingdom of God emerges in the way God wants it to, not just Joy Church, but all the wonderful, life-giving, beautiful gospel-preaching churches that are here, that as the growth happens and as the, the, the multitudes come to Jesus and people are seeing real, authentic revival, which doesn't just mean we're all shouting hallelujah in nice prayer meetings. It means people who did not know Jesus are coming supernaturally to, to Christ, right. right? And there's actually a transformation in the community, which goes through every level, the church level, the civic level, the family level, the social level, it, it hits every level. Amen. As that happens, nobody could look and say, oh, that city was already ready for that. That city, that was naturally going to happen. It would only be supernatural. That's the vision that God has for our, our area. Okay, I want to give you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. I have too much, but yeah. Let's, uh, Let's just continue to strike the arrows. Amen? Amen. Amen. Can we thank Pastor Stephen Kim, mom and dad today for sharing with us? I want you to, uh, I want you to be here next week, tuning in online or being here in the building because we're going to, uh, I'm going to share a couple of, of just vision things of what God's doing. And man, we're excited for Easter. God is, is we already know there's going to be uh, a bunch of people socially distancing. Don't be afraid. Okay. But a bunch of people here to hear the gospel, and I'm believing for many, many, many people to come to Christ on that day. So we're excited about that. This morning, as we get ready to close, let's just lift up our hands and let's just respond and receive that, that word that we heard. Father, we, as your people here today at Joy Eugene, Lord, our, our community, our family, Lord, those that are online, those that are in the room today, we just respond to this message with faith and expectation. And we say yes and amen, Lord, let it be. And God, we want to strike the arrows. We want to press in. We don't draw back, Lord. We, we move forward, Lord, in, in our personal lives, Lord, in our uh, leadership in the church, God, in our witness for you around the community, Lord. We're going to continue to strike those arrows. God, I pray for faith and encouragement, Lord, for every person in this room. Lord, we thank you that you've brought us so far in five years. And we're even more excited about the next five years and the next 50, Lord, to be a part of what you're doing in this beautiful area. God, we ask you for this city. We ask you for this community. We for uh, every person, God, we ask for you to move in a mighty way, in a supernatural way, and let us just be a part of it. We're your hands and your feet, Jesus. We surrender ourselves to your will. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in Lane County, Eugene and Springfield, and all the surrounding areas. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. Amen. Real quick, before we close, go ahead and bow your head and close your eyes. You know, every single week, people come to church looking for hope, looking for life, looking for answers. Maybe you don't even really know what you're looking for, but I'll tell you that there's a God-shaped hole on the inside of every one of us. We were made to be in relationship with God and sin, which means missing the mark, it broke that relationship with God. But we don't have a God that just stayed afar off and is transcendent and sits up on his throne and is ready to smite you like some angry Zeus kind of character. 
We have a God that said, man, they couldn't keep their end of the deal, but I'm gonna come and I'm gonna step into their situation. And he sent Jesus to live a perfect and sinless life and to give his life for us on the cross so that we could believe in him and trust in him and receive payment for our sins and be made right with God and have eternal life. Listen, if that's you today and you go, Pastor Jake, I wanna put my faith and trust in Jesus and become his follower, become his disciple. This is that moment. You were not brought to church by a friend. You were not brought by a flyer. You were not brought by a TV commercial. You were brought by the Holy Spirit who orchestrated those events so that you could hear this message that God loves sinners. He loves you. He sent his son, Jesus. There's a song that I really love. And it's called God So Loved. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son to save us. There's a, in the bridge, it says, bring your addictions, bring all your failures, come lay them down at the foot of the cross. Jesus is waiting. And right now, as far away as you feel from God, the depths of your sin, the depths of your iniquities, it's not deeper than the love of God. And it's not stronger than the work of the cross. And so right now in this moment, you can place your faith in Jesus. And if that's you, what I want you to do is just raise your hand so I can see. Pastor Jake, I wanna put my faith and trust in Jesus. Would you raise your hand so I can see in this moment? Thank you, thank you. Pastor Jake, I'm ready to stop trusting in myself, my own righteousness, my own, or, or being disqualified by my sin. I'm ready to take a step of faith. Is that you? Come on, raise your hand. I wanna put my faith and trust in Jesus today. I want him to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you, thank you. Let's pray this prayer together. If you're online, you can pray this prayer. Put your faith in Christ. Let's all pray, pray after me, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I confess my sin to you. I know that I've not lived up to your standard, but I thank you for your grace and mercy revealed to me at the cross where you gave your life for me and paid for all of my sins. I give you my life. I will follow you as you give me grace, as you pour your spirit out upon me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for being my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's celebrate that today.